Hashtag hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa! G'day, Maddie's Bushwhacker Luke here. 2015 Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is pro wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner. And you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mountain and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my God. We've had 70-degree weather here. We really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. My name is Carl Carafel, and I am joined alongside my co-host, Chris Best. This is Turnbuckle Talk, episode 323, AEW Plus. A huge thank you to our sponsors, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. My good friend Al Snow created CollarAndElbowBrand.com, and we have a code for you. Use the promo code JKPODCAST and get yourself 10% off your entire purchase every single time when you are checking out the amazing merchandise at CollarAndElbowBrand.com. And if you want to keep yourself replenished, hydrated, and just feeling fantastic while listening to us here with Turnbuckle Talk, make sure you check out RogueEnergy.com. RogueEnergy.com is the place to go for no crash, less sugar, all good stuff for you. RogueEnergy.com. Amazing energy drinks over there for you. Amazing power. Packages that they have available as well. Some great stuff. Go and check them out. While you're there, use the promo code OLEPODS and get yourself 10% off your order there as well. As we come into the show, Chris, I know that we've had some technical difficulties happening here, so I'm hoping that everything is going to work out perfectly fine for us. But my friend, oh, yeah. my co-host, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. And let's just say uh, to, the, to our listeners, our viewers, the technical difficulties were very similar to OMDs from a couple weeks ago. Very, very similar. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm doing great. A lot of stories we've got to do. Uh, we've got to unravel here. I'm um, looking for, I, I got several opinions on one of them right now. So, <laughs> well, that one you're going to have uh, some time to be able to think about as that's going to be our final topic of Plan my the words, night. You know? <laughs> I do want to talk about one of my favorite female professional wrestlers right now. Somebody who is with Impact Wrestling. Somebody who has been doing amazing things over there. And I absolutely love this woman. I'm talking Diana Perrazzo. Right, JJ? Any more technical problems? We riot. I felt yeah. like doing that today, my friend. Oh, my he, goodness. He, my JJ, work he day. Looked like, he looked like he was about to punch a hole through the computer. <laughs> Oh, you ever see that video with the guy that's watching that little thing go by and then scary face I, pops up and he like yeah. punches through the screen like that's exactly I, I how I was watched feeling. that this morning. <laughs> oh, that's exactly how I was feeling. The work day was absolutely nuts, crazy and absolute crap. But I'm here with you. I'm here with my friends. And this is what matters. This is my de-stressor. Because I know that after I'm done the show, I have myself a nice poutine 
that I have available for me to eat so that I get some nourishment into my body. But I've nobody nourishes in, my soul as much as Diana Perrazzo. Yeah, Before really I get does. into this, I want to know your thoughts on Diana because I know she can be... Um, She's not a Tessa Blanchard polarized, but she can she, be. Yeah, she is a very polarizing individual, but I find myself liking her more and more because of the fact that she's polarizing. She has a no fucks given kind of attitude, and I part of my French on that one, but she knows her worth. She knows her value. She does, and that, that's exactly what I love. I love that she knows her value when it comes to her uh, professional wrestling career. Yeah, that is what I love. So what we're going to get into is on Impact Wrestling's uh, Twitter account at Impact Wrestling. They had a little exclusive that said at Diana Perrazzo challenges New Japan Global. And we are stardom to send their best at Multiverse United 2. That is going to be happening on August the 20th at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, EC Dub. Oh. Um. I absolutely love this just because. So the challenge, okay, happens against stardom. Stardom is involved in multiverse, multiverse United 2. Um, that wasn't the case mm-hmm. during the first one that happened back in April, right? right. So this, this is really opening up a huge world of opportunities for the females uh, to be able to show uh, them themselves right exactly instead what we had well the show featured um uh, mayu a competitor from stardom who took part in the four-way match with giselle shaw masha slamovich and diana perrazzo with diana perrazzo coming out of that victorious so right as of right now there's no hints that anyone is actually going to take Prazo up on her offer. But I think that they're definitely going to have something good up their sleeve. Oh, Who? yeah. No. Just off the top of my head, and I'm watching the match in my head as we speak, but I would love for Kyrie Sane to take on Deano Prazo. I think that okay. would be a fantastic matchup. You know what? Just, I, you, I'm I don't huge... think you can go wrong with that. I, I'm a huge fan of Kyrie have been since her days in NXT. I have been very neutral on Kyrie mm-hmm. Sane. I definitely have been. I've been a, I've been very very neutral on that. Um, I've I found myself more attracted to her wrestling than watching uh Oscana as we call her Oscar, but I like Asuka too, so <laughs> But Oscana, no, there's yeah. There's so much talent. So much talent from stardom that can step up, and it would be a fantastic match regardless of who Diana gets. <laughs> it, it definitely would be. Um, Diana, I love you, but we're moving on, baby. Um, this is something that isn't on the docket, but I think I'm going to bring it up anyways. August the 20th is only 19 days away, as we are August the 1st right now. Yeah. The only matches that we know f- that have been signed for Multiverse United 2 are going to be Leo Rush and Trey Miguel taking on Mike Bailey and Hiromu Takahashi mm-hmm. in tag team action. Um, and Hiromu Tanahashi, not 
So two different people. Right. Hiromu Takahashi and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Okay. Two different people facing off against Alex Shelley for the Impact World Championship. That's it. Those are the only two matches that we know have actually been signed and are going to be on the show. This is where my question comes in. And you've already answered it because you said, take my money. Yeah. Anytime Tanahashi's on a card, take my money. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, now if Tanahashi wasn't announced, Okay. Oh, let's say, that, say take my money. I, I want to see a new Japan show live anyways. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> okay. Okay. Totally understandable. For a lot of other people, seeing something like this where there is only two matches that are actually announced for a show is kind of a, a, a very drawback for them where mm-hmm. they're going, you know, I want to know what's happening. I want to <laughs> know what's going on on the show before I'm willing to spend the money for it. Yeah. And with only having a tag team match in the Impact World Championship match that's been announced, do you feel that there is enough time for uh, a buildup or for them to announce all of this to us? No, not really. I mean, 19 days is not a long time at all. Um no, uh, 19, uh, 19 days, like I said, not long enough. There isn't like, how do you, how do you build, how do you build these, uh, these potential matches that are coming up? It's going to be a lot like, I want to say back in 2013, when WWE used to be like, here's three matches we're going to have at the pay-per-view. And then suddenly all these other matches are at last minute, which were just garbage. And it and I'm comparing the build between what's going on between Impact and New Japan and what AEW and New Japan did. Now, there was an actual build, and I was excited for Forbidden Door. Really? Yeah. But with a lack of a build, a lot of the... Uh, we're going to still see the hardcore fans, especially in the 2300 arena. Right. We're still going to see the, the, see the hardcore fans order the show on pay-per-view or wherever it's going to be airing. Right. But the part-time fan, that's where the problem lies. Those ones aren't going to be the ones that are, those are going to be the ones that are going to maybe skip the show because there's not enough build to it. Not enough reason to care for what's going to happen at this show. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, For me, I've always enjoyed impact wrestling. So I think that it would be absolutely fine for this like still uh, i'm invested in it just because it is impact wrestling but at the same time if i remember correctly one night stand ecw one night stand both uh the first one i remember only a handful of matches being announced and then us being surprised with the matches but that was more of a nostalgia pay-per-view really right yeah it definitely was more nostalgic 100 percent um, so, I mean, that kind of offers a little bit more, right? Because of that mm-hmm. nostalgia with this, there really isn't any nostalgia with the impact and the multiverse, right? Right. right. It's just more or less, Hey, we're going to mix North American stars and new Japan stars into a show. And here you go. Right. Yeah. Like if you're going to have uh Tanahashi on the show, or even if 
Okada appears on the show, you have to oh. build with those guys, you know? Right. Okada on any show is is money. It's gold. Oh yeah. Go- not not money. It's gold. It's platinum. Oh, yeah. It is it's the just, top of the top. It's take my money. I'm there. And that's already what I'm saying for uh, here and where we live for October for CWE. No matches announced, but Jacques Rougeau going to be on the card, going to be there. And I'm like, take my money. I'm going to be there because right? I've, I've spoken highly of him like so many times, you know. I'm going to have to make sure that I uh, I chat with him a little bit because um, I'm going to get to see him on, on the show. Jericho Cruise as well. Yeah. So maybe I could work out something with him to... Uh, <laughs> maybe secure an interview with them and after the the cruise and everything just so that we can talk about cwe and the chris jericho cruise i think that would be cool i think that'd be be awesome that would be very awesome i think it's a possibility i think i might be able to do it so this show with no build-up is still i think in my opinion going to be a money maker and oh, yeah, you yeah. have people wanting to see it. Let's talk like about already, another show. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like already, you said Tanahashi, and I'm like, take my money, because I'm a huge fan of him and Okada. He, he's my, they're my two favorite guys in New Japan right now. So. Okay. Okay. I, there you go. Both of your favorites yeah. are going to be on the show, and you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to be good. Yeah. I want to talk about another show. I want to talk about a show from the WWE. Yeah, we're going to have two shows that we're talking about with uh, the WWE tonight. But the first one I want to talk about is going to be apparently a spectacle. And if you guys have not heard as of yet, the WWE is going to be returning to India for the first live event in five years with a show that they're going to be calling Superstar Spectacle. I know that... Big Joe would uh, probably have a lot to say about the WWE going to India. And since he's in the chat saying, good evening, guys. Good evening evening, to you, my brother. I want to hear your thoughts on this, Big Joe. So the article that I'm reading here from our good friends over at Wrestling Inc. and Eric Mutter says uh, it's been a year of WWE doing big shows internationally with backlash and money in the bank happening in Puerto Rico and the UK, respectively. Sorry, let me say that again in Puerto Rico and the UK, respectively, Mm -hmm. as well as record setting live events in Mexico in July. The promotion is not done exploring foreign interests and they're going to run their first ever event in a uh, certain country for the first time in nearly six years not first ever their their first event in india in six years the wwe actually announced it that they will be returning on september 8th for a live event called superstar spectacle the show is going to come from the gmc uh, baliogi indoor stadium in uh, Hyderabad, India. I hope I said that right. I apologize if I did not. Tickets are actually going on sale this Friday, August the 4th. What do you think of the WWE right now? Okay, going to India with this new show that they're calling Superstar Spectacle. Let's get that out first. 
it excites me that they're going back to India because I know just how big of a deal WWE is in India. It's a huge deal there. Right. They need to they need to bring out uh, your East Indian stars though. You, they need to bring Veer Mahan. They need to bring Indu shares a whole need to be yes. there. Jinder Mahal needs to be there. Greg Khali oh, yeah. needs to be there as well for that ticket seller because he be cool. is a huge draw in India. Yeah, huge. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. But uh no, I'm very excited that the uh the Indian people are getting WWE again. And I for one kind of want to see this on the network. <laughs> I think it probably will be. I don't see why not. I'm hoping that it will be anyways. This is something that has been actually planned and in the works for quite a while now. The superstar spectacle was originally planned for January of 2023. The event right. right? But yeah, the event I, had I to be postponed. That. Yes. There was a merger involving Sony Sports News, um, WWE's partner in India. So there was a, a merger that was happening with uh, with that new company. So they had to postpone the show. Um, yeah, that's right, because they weren't sure about their TV deals in India as well. Right. Because of that. Right. 100%. They weren't sure about them at all. So it's still too far out, I believe, for, for a card to really be announced for this. Uh, right. Because, I mean, right, 100%. But they have, as of right now, advertised Seth Rollins, Rhea Ripley, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, Gunther, Mahal, Veer, and Sangha of Indashir. Yeah. And that's it. Already, it's going to be a sellout, though, <laughs> with those <laughs> just those names attached. Because, of again, how big of a deal the, w, the WWE is in India. It's a huge deal there. It is. It is absolutely huge. There is no reason why it won't sell out. I mean, we, we're very spoiled in... I will I will say North America, right? Yeah. I'll include Canada in there. There are several times that if we wanted to travel, we could go and see an event. Right. I mean, the Saturday we we ourselves have that opportunity, but we can't do it, obviously. <laughs> no, cannot right now. But yeah, like Detroit is not very far away from us where a summer flame is happening. So I mean we have those options and the availability to be able to go yeah. and see shows. They don't. They don't. Puerto Rico doesn't. India doesn't. Europe doesn't. Asia doesn't. Australia doesn't. They don't and get those I opportunities. Say, can I say, like, with all these international shows happening, that I'm glad that we are now putting emphasis on the world in world wrestling entertainment. It is about time. It's about damn time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. And I love that. I love that. Going to Puerto Rico, going to the UK. Yeah. There's there's only more. There's only more that they could go to. And it's it's making me so much more excited to see these new arenas because I've always been a fan of different looking venues for 
uh, WWE shows. Okay. okay. That's why I love the Puerto Rico show because it was a different looking venue. I'm looking right. forward to the Raw in Quebec City, even though the Videotron Arena kind of looks still like your standard arena. It's the crowd I'm looking forward to seeing for that show. <laughs> oh, totally understandable. Totally understandable there. The crowd is going to be electric. Yeah. 100 100 100 huh there's somebody who is 100% sure that they are the greatest of all time when it comes to managers at least we are looking at Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman recently did an interview. And there was some pretty big statements that he made on mm -hmm. this interview itself. He says, I am the GOAT. I am the greatest of all time. Undisputed. Bobby the Brain Heenan was brought up. Um, Paul Heyman decides to say, screw him. He's dead. God doesn't enter my prayers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? First off. Okay. Oh, God, does it ever hurt that he said that? Because... Bobby Heenan is my greatest manager of all time. Okay. okay. And for Heyman to say that about Paul was a bit disrespectful. He might have been saying it in character because he did have that look. I, I know how right. Paul looks when he's not in character versus when he is in character. Yeah. So, well, but I'm at the same sure time, this was a character. Sorry, what'd you say? I'm pretty sure this was character. Yeah, but at the same time, Paul isn't far off from saying that he is the greatest. He's definitely got to be in that top five when you talk about the greatest managers of all time. No mm -hmm. doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But I, I'm betting that when the cameras shut off and he's like, did I, he probably was like, did I really just say screw Bobby Heenan? Because I know that Paul Heyman actually holds a lot of respect oh. for Bobby. <laughs> he does. Yeah. 100% he does. Yeah. So let but me no. continue on then with, yeah. uh, with the statements that he made here. He says, want me to prove to you that I'm the GOAT? I'm with him. Motions over to Roman Reigns. Why would he settle for anything less than the GOAT? He's the tribal chief. He's the biggest box office attraction, not only of sports entertainment, but of sports entertainment. Sorry, I read that wrong. Not only of sports or entertainment, but of sports entertainment. He has smashed every box office record that the WWE has ever had, not just domestically, but all over the world on a global basis. He's done it on, in Saudi Arabia. He's done it in the UK. He's done it in Mexico. He's done it in Canada. He's done it in the United States. 
He continues to do it on SmackDown every Friday night, just topping the previous Friday nights. Why would he settle for anything less than the absolute best? Okay, so as far as the sellouts, Bruno Sammartino would like to have a word with him. <laughs> yes. Um, oh. But saying that Roman's been on SmackDown every Friday night, that is so far from the truth as well. Right. I mean, yes, he is be he is selling the tickets when he's announced for SmackDown or for whatever house show they're doing or PLE. But as I said, Bruno Sammartino, Hulk Hogan, uh, Stone Cold, they would all like to have mm-hmm. a word with Roman. <laughs> right? Right? I think we could even include Shawn Michaels in there. Oh, yeah. Shawn, too. Brett. Ric Flair. Brett here in Canada, especially, actually. Right. Anytime that Brett was on a card in Canada, sell out for yep. sure. I'm okay with this, with the words that came out of Paul Heyman's mouth, because that is what a good heel manager yeah. would do. And I like don't to, know uh, for sure, but I do mm-hmm. believe that if the roles were reversed, that Bobby the Brain Heenan would say exactly the same Heenan would, thing. Heenan would tell him to say that, you know? Well, I think I think if, if if the situations were different, where where Paul Heyman was back then, yeah, and Bobby Heenan is now, that Bobby Heenan would say the exact same things about. Oh Paul yeah, Heyman, he would. Right, yes, he would. Both so, guys have the same kind of mental uh, men- mentality when it comes to managing. Paul Heyman, yes, he is. I would like to rephrase a little bit of what I said earlier. He is amongst the greatest of all time but he's also probably the greatest manager of the modern era of wrestling. I would say. Okay. That I can get behind. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman, big words for a big man. Never, never, never disappoints when it comes to the shit that he does and what he oh. says. No, I absolutely love it. He speaks his he speaks the his truth and half the time he's right, you know. Well, that's exactly it. Like he not only can he do the talking, not only can he spit the truth, but he can back that up as well. And he knows that fine line. Yeah. He knows that line. Paul Heyman is a wrestling genius. Oh, yeah. He knows. He knows that he needs to be careful with his words. And if he does say something that he is going to have to back it up at some point, and he will always have that backup in the back of his mind ready when. Yeah. Needed. Like, like there's been times where he's been called out on his BS and he would clarify what he means by what he mm-hmm. said. You know what I mean? Which, and there have been times he's apologized for some controversial remarks he's made. Right. That's all part of being human, and that's all owning up to your mistakes. I was just going to say he owns up to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, don't be in the business. Nope. If you can't own up to your mistakes, don't be in a profession where you are going to be um, subjected to ridicule of the people. 
because the people are always going to ridicule no oh, yeah. matter what. Yep. There's always going to be detractors in the business. Oh yeah, there is. There is. There's always going to be that one person that's trying to uh, trying to get underneath their skin or trying to sway other people's views over to theirs of a negative fashion. That always happens. It does. There's no negative talk that I've heard as of yet, though. When it comes to this PLE from the WWE happening this Saturday, known as Summer Slam. On the July 28th episode of SmackDown, it was announced that a SummerSlam Battle Royal would take place at the event, and it would feature male wrestlers from both Raw and SmackDown. I'm sure, uh, right? I didn't know about that. I didn't hear that, the Raw SmackDown part. I thought it was. Right? Right? Yeah. That kind of changes my perception on the Battle Royal a little bit. Yes. Still don't know how many people are going to be in this battle royal. Is it going to be a 10? Is it going to be a 20? Is it going to be a 50? Is it going to be... What is it? We don't know. I personally wouldn't mind a 20. I wouldn't mind a 20 either. I think that 20 is a perfect number when it comes to a battle royal. After an argument between Sheamus and LA Knight... Adam Pierce named the two of them as the first entrance into yeah. that battle royal. That's going to be something happening. Now, we don't know if that is going to be like a pre-show or if that's going to be the curtain jerker or if that's going to be halfway through the show. No idea as of yet. All we know is that it will be happening. We're just going to go through the card here real quick. Um, give a couple quick little blurbs who you think it's going to win. And and that's about it because I do know that with us here at our local establishment, you will be getting a SummerSlam preview show and we don't want to step over those toes, but we just want to make sure that we're covering this super quick to give you just a little appetizer, a little taste of what is to come. We're going to have Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules matchup. We did talk about this a little bit last night on uh, the Raw Watch Along. Yeah, and I and I went back and watched that, and oh, I, I got to credit OMD because he's the one who called it and said it was going to happen. And I'm like, I watched it back, and I'm like, OMD got something right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mind blown. Love you, but I'm listening. (laughs) I'm 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 slightly more invested in this now. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. And I'm I'm not a fan of Ronda Rousey. I haven't really been a fan of Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler, I think, is worlds ahead of Ronda Rousey when it comes to professional wrestling. Yes. Um. But it's an MMA rules match, which is more Ronda Rousey's territory. So she's been to the MMA circle as well. So yeah, oh yeah, she has been, but not to the notoriety of the Ronda Rousey. No, right? No. So it'll be very interesting. It'll be very very interesting, but because of the rumors of Ronda being on her way out, I'm going with Shayna. I have to go with her because they need to push her right now, and if the they need to push her to the point where 
she's going to threaten Rhea's title reign. Okay. You know, you and I are on the same wavelength with that. That is Rhea Ripley has gone through so many people, so many people, but what about a name like Shayna Baszler to kind of come up and uh, give her that run for her money? I think that that's absolutely perfect. And that's kind of where I was going with that as well. Shayna Baszler yeah. winning this matchup is prediction from myself um, to move on and have a program with Rhea Ripley and be that person that you figure is going to take the championship off of Rhea Ripley. Right. Singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Drew McIntyre will be taking on Gunther, the champion right now. I'm excited for this because I get to see Gunther wrestle once again. Drew's, Drew's great. Don't get me wrong. I am much more of a fan of Gunther than I am of Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I'm predicting he's keeping that championship. He's keeping that IC belt. Mm. He's going to break records. And I'm on the same page as you. Gunther is on the road and he will do it. He's going to beat the honky tonk man's intercontinental title uh, record. Yeah. I kind of want honky to be on hand when that day happens. Uh, I I 100% expect a knockdown European brawl between these two. If it isn't, then creative did something wrong. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Because producers are doing something wrong. If that isn't what it is. I'm just thinking like their last meeting when they all, uh, Oh no way. Drew didn't fight. Wasn't didn't fight. uh, I'm thinking about the last time that uh, Gunther fought a a fellow European, which was at clash of the castle with Seamus involved in the match. I can't remember who else. It was a triple threat. I believe. I but I just remember that just being a knockdown drag out brawl too, and that's what I want from Shame uh, from uh, Gunther and uh, Drew as well. I think we definitely will get that, and I hope that they give them time to tell that story that has been brewing for the yeah. last little while. Um, I want to. I want to see them. I want to see them go at least fifteen. So <laughs> that's a good number. I think fifteen is great. Um, if this is going to be the culmination of this, then we need to make sure that we're giving them that time to fulfill yeah. everything with this show. Dog's giving out his prediction too. Yep. <laughs> As is my bird. So we're going to have a singles matchup uh, for social media sensation versus a man who does a lot of flippy dippy shit, but, uh, People like him. Flippy dippy shit makes sense. We're looking at Ricochet taking on Logan Paul. Logan's taking this in my mind. Yeah. 100%. Not to make Ricochet look bad, but to help promote Logan Paul and a partnership for the him and the WWE to continue to yeah. put the WWE back out into popular culture, this is a perfect way to do that in my books. Yeah, I agree with you there. And this in no way is going to hurt Ricochet. I feel like this is maybe going to be a nice boost for him, considering Logan Paul personally asked to have this match. <laughs> right. This is going to be 
a very highly athletic, technical, high-flying match based off the spots that we saw them do at Money in the Bank and the Royal Rumble. I kind of want to see what's the next big spot that they do. I'm very excited about that. Even just the little stuff that they've been doing on Raw, right? Like even just these these little things that they've been doing there where they've been doing, you know, flying over the top rope, landing on their feet, doing all of this really good stuff is kind of giving us a little bit of a, a, a small insight, right? It's yeah. our trailer into the final picture show of Ricochet and Logan Paul. So you you think Logan's taking this as well then? Yeah, because I'm just thinking celebrity wise, celebrity don't celebrities don't really lose matches with well Logan's lost a couple already, but right, right. So let's move on to tribal combat for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship and recognition of Tribal Chief. Right. Obviously, Roman Reigns is who we're talking about, who's going to keep that championship by defeating Jay Uso. I'm not seeing Jay Uso as being the person to take the championship off of Roman Reigns, although I would be okay with it. What are your thoughts? I was just going to say the same thing. Roman's going to take the win, but I keep going back to Roman's very first title defense at the start of this reign, which was Jay Uso. And how interesting would it be if we bookended Roman's reign with Jey Uso winning the title from him? Yeah, that would be interesting. I don't know. I told creative things like you. Yeah. If Jay wins, though, he doesn't hold the title for long. No, no, not long at all. I think there would there definitely be some shenanigan that happens where Roman Reigns gets a rematch, wins it back or solo comes in for the match and wins the, you know, and then in. just hands it back to Roman Reigns. Yeah. Right. Like I can see something like that happening. What I don't want to see though, because Paul Heyman still walks around carrying those other two championships. I do not want to see Jay Uso win this, the golden W only for Roman Reigns to continue to walk around with the red and the blue W's. Mm -hmm. That's some that's my mind went there a while ago, and I was just like, oh shit, if they do this, boo. Yeah, I was gonna say, notice that they're slowly phasing out the belts though, because this past Friday, Paul didn't come to the ring with them, they they were off in the background in a bat in, in a backstage segment, and that's about it. They're still there, though. Yeah, and they're still there. And they were pretty prominent where they were in the background. Yeah. Something that I didn't think that we would see in a while, but we're seeing a triple threat match for the WWE Women's Heavyweight Championship or the Women's Championship. The champion, Asuka, will be taking on Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. What? My first question is, why the holy hell is Charlotte Flair included in yet another title match when she was gone for so long, came back? What has she done? She's done nothing but want to just get into this title opportunity mm -hmm. and bitch and moan her way in there and go, I'm a Flair. I'm sorry. I cannot stand Charlotte Flair. 
as long as Charlotte doesn't win, I will be happy because Bianca actually has a case for going at, for going after Oscar. Charlotte right. doesn't. There's Charlotte's no build been, for how, this. How long has she? She's been off our screen for a long time before she yeah. came back. A very long time. And I, I feel like if you're going to right disappear, yeah. What? Sorry. Yeah. If she's if she's going to disappear and then come back, build her up a little bit. You know. Oh, don't but she's the queen. Hand her we the don't title. Have to. Yeah. Bullshit. No, it, it's just like the man on my screen right now, who we can't see. When he said, "I used to hate when he would come back and be like, I want a title shot," because he did the same thing too. <laughs> he did. He did. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous that that happens. Oh, I'm not super huge on Bianca Belair. She's a great worker. Mm -hmm. But that title reign that she had seemed way too long and drawn out. And I don't want to see her with that championship again. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'd be happy if Charlotte didn't win. I wouldn't mind Bianca. But at the same time, as I said earlier in the show, I'm a bigger fan of Oscar. Oscar needs to win. Noob, Oscar, thank you so much for coming in. Appreciate Oscar, you. Yeah, welcome, Noob. Oscar is doing fantastic as a heel. She's doing way better than her previous heel run. So, right, right. And I think uh, as as I've uh, you know started calling her, we're we're getting a little bit more of that Oscana. Oh yeah, out of her instead of just Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure Asuka will be keeping the championship here. This one has me a little worried and concerned. This one goes back many, many years. The singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship, a matchup between our current champion, Seth freaking Rollins, taking on Finn Balor. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Finn Balor is winning that championship. Based on the dominance we've been seeing from Judgment Day, I think so too. But I also think that uh, Damian cashes. Hmm. Right. Or do we build to Damian cashing? Because I kind of want to see, based off what we're seeing, because we got Dominic with the North American title, Rhea with the women's, and... Uh, Damien with the uh, money in the bank. I kind of yeah. want to see a little bit of a golden stable going on here. Are we going to run into a situation where Finn does not beat Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins retains the heavyweight championship, but then the cash in from Damien Priest happens with Damien Priest winning and bringing that championship over. That's another scenario that's come across my mind, and I, w I still wouldn't mind it. I still wouldn't mind it. I'm not saying I'm sick and tired of Seth Rollins being a heavyweight champion, because frankly, I'm very much enjoying his reign right now. Me too. <clears throat> I, don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that matchup, but <laughs> my vote is for Finn yeah. Balor taking and, that and that's why And that's why I'm excited about this match. There's so many variables that you can explore with this match. Out of everything that we've talked about on this show, I can't see Bianca Belair winning that championship. Maybe Charlotte. Okay. Like that's 
a huge possibility because at Charlotte Flair, they'll give her whatever the hell she wants. I don't see Roman Reigns losing. I don't see Gunther losing. There's 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 a championship that needs to maybe change hands at some point. I don't know. I think it could be that one right there. Welcome, Thomas, to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have li literally no idea as to why this video came up as a suggestion to check out and watch on YouTube, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're just yeah, a couple you. of dudes who are up to no good, making a little trouble in the neighborhood, talking about some professional wrestling each and every week. If you want to follow the channel, that would be fantastic, or even just give a thumbs up on this video would be beautiful as well. Yeah, I think we're getting right. a lot more of that happening. A lot more people are leaving some thumbs up on different stuff that we're doing. So because and, and of that, her, it's getting pushed out a little bit more. Yeah. But I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. And I'm uh, I'm the type of person that if you have a YouTube account and that you have content on there, you follow me, I will follow you back and we will support each other. That is always the thing that I have done throughout the entire time that I have been podcasting, broadcasting, and doing any of this. I appreciate you almost as much as I appreciate Brock Lesnar. I love that, man. Oh, yeah. I love Brock Lesnar. Oh, okay, but for me, yeah, for me with Brock, though, at one point, at one point, he did have go-away heat with me, but he managed to turn that around. Right? Right? Brock Brock is amazing. Brock is amazing at being able to do that. Yeah. Where he can have that that like you you just want him to go away. You just want him gone. You're just like, "Nope. Get the fuck out of here." And I think but then just, just something. Every, yeah. And it's like, "Ooh, wait, no." I think say. it was just cuz every time he came back again, like Charlotte, like John Cena, he wanted he came back, got a shot at the belt. <laughs> Always. Always. This time he didn't. No, and I will love it. <laughs> right? Me too. Brock Lesnar will be taking on Cody Rhodes. The story the has not match. completed yet. Yes, this is what number three? Yeah, this is gonna be their rubber match. Number three. They are tied yep. one apiece. I'm very torn with this. Cody Rhodes is great. I have very much respect for that man. Uh, Brock Lesnar has always been a favorite of mine to watch. Um, <clears throat> Cody Rhodes is winning this. There, I've said it. Yeah, Cody's got it. Cody has to win this because Brock is going to disappear for a little bit after SummerSlam. He yeah. usually after SummerSlam disappears and doesn't come back till the Rumble. So right, but um. Yeah, he needs to disappear, and then maybe we start building to Cody and the winner of Seth and Finn for the okay. world. Okay, I, I could see that. I definitely or, could. Because it has been confirmed by one Mr. Collihue, Survivor Series is having war games. So, yes, Cody captaining a war games team against Judgment Day. Okay. That could be real interesting, too. And it makes sense for Cody because it's Dusty's creation. Exactly. Exactly. 
There's the card that is going to be Summer Slam this Saturday. I am. Yeah. I'm happy about it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I want to bring it back just a little bit for that battle royal, though, and say the implications yeah. that I thought have changed because you said Raw and SmackDown now. Mm-hmm. I now think that there's going to be not only just the U.S. title implications, but if a Raw guy wins, we get Intercontinental Championship imp- implications in there. Right. But right. for the Battle Royal, L.A. Knight's taking it. That's exactly. Exactly. I think if anybody else does, it's a missed opportunity. I think that L.A. Knight is 100% deserving of that. Yeah, yeah. he is deserving of it 100%. Yeah, he needs yeah. to have that win. Yeah. yeah, he needs to be in that opportunity yeah he needs to be our battle royal winner yeah yeah before we get to our oh hold on here we have a comment (laughs) yeah thomas thank you so much says uh who would have ever thought we would see the next big thing brock lesnar versus the american nightmare cody rhodes having a trilogy of matches together aew versus wwe at its best i have you're not the first one to have said that I have heard that from numerous different yeah. people who have made the comparison of AEW versus WWE when it comes to Cody and Brock Lesnar. So there are a lot of like-minded people out there. You are one of them. You are one of them. That's amazing. So I got to ask you early prediction. What is your, what is going to be your match of the night? Ah, uh, Gunther. Gunther and Drew, I think that's going to be my match of the night. Yeah, um, it's a very tough pick for me, but I got to go because of the fact that their previous two matches, Cody and uh, Brock, okay, have been nothing short of extraordinary. This third one's going to be just as good, I think. Oh, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, 100% it is. If they do some stupid shit with uh, Gunther and Drew and, and it only goes like five minutes, then, yeah, of course, that's not going to be my match of the night. It can't be then um, no. because I prof- I like professional wrestling. I don't want to see bullshit happening on my screen. I want to see professional wrestling. And these are two of the best in Gunther and Drew McIntyre to, to step inside of that ring for a European-style Give us that, please. Allow my viewing pleasure to be European-style professional wrestling out of these two men. That will make it my match yeah. tonight. And what a missed opportunity for SummerSlam right now is that we don't have Becky and Trish on the card. We do not. But it is the WWE and professional wrestling where we always say never say never. I mean, for all we know, it could be announced right now on NXT or on SmackDown, you know? It could be. Definitely could be. Before we get to our final topic of the night here, we've already gone 52 minutes, and I didn't think that we were going to today, but we've already gone 52 minutes. That is insane. You see that I'm wearing a Turnbuckle Talk shirt here. If you guys are interested, you can find Turnbuckle Studios merchandise at carlcarafel.redbubble.com. It is in down in the ticker down below for you. We'll leave that there for a moment. There is stuff from Turnbuckle Talk, the Raw Watch along. There will be more merch added for that uh, 
uh, Paramindful that I am a part of as well, the Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke, and just some random fuck the Remsburg stuff too for you because I hate Remsburg. Yeah, Bryce, I'm talking to you. I'm not a fan. Okay, fuck the Remsburg. Yeah. And that's language that I typically don't use on this show. You're welcome. <laughs> if you want to, go and check that out. Every little bit that does go into that does come back to me and into these programs that I do. If you were a fan of comics, Funko Pops, board games, card games, collectible pieces, or anything like that, check out my friends at Invasion Comics and Collectibles invasioncnc.ca go there check them out if there is something there that you want to purchase you can always use the secure checkout that is available there for you take a look at what my buddy shelby has there if you're interested in comics and collectibles i just want to point out something i just saw in nxt right now and yeah, i thought go ahead. it was quite funny we have Tiffany Stratton on, on my screen right now, and she's doing makeup tutorials through TikTok, and it's coming across like dashing Cody Rhodes. Really? But it's really fun. It's really interesting, though. She's doing the whole bitch Barbie, basically. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, I think that's a great thing, especially to capitalize with the Barbie movie that just came out, right? Yeah. Perfect capitalization on that. I know you've got a lot of thoughts on this, and AEW seems to want to capitalize on something as well. There is the trademark that has been filed by AEW for AEW Plus. That was filed on July 24th. So what it says is down below that I'm going to read. AEW Plus trademark registration is intended to cover the category of streaming of professional wrestling entertainment video material on the internet. It says, as we build a great library of historical content, it presents more and more opportunities for a potential fast, free, ad-supported streaming television entity, according to Tony Khan. Mm hmm free ad-supported streaming television. That's a big thing. That's that's yeah. an, a huge kicker for me, that they are going to look at AEW Plus as a fast entity as opposed to a pay service. So with that knowledge, what thoughts do you have right now? I mean... Does this mean we're going to get the pay-per-views for free on the streaming service as well? Or what does it mean for pay-per-views? Good question. Yeah. Reports emerged earlier this summer that Warner Brothers Discovery was looking to expand the pay-per-view calendar for AEW, considering the precedent set uh, the precedent set by other professional wrestling streaming services like New Japan and WWE. Wrestling fans would likely expect to get AEW pay-per-views on Fight Plus without an additional charge. So AEW launching a streamer would indicate confidence that their potential subscriber count mm -hmm. would yield more revenue than their pay-per-view buys. 
But you see, I don't know how. Because now they're saying, oh, subscription-based. If you want without all the commercials. Would okay, so be the around would $10 a month. And $10 commercials a for the free bad. service. Apparently, what they're looking at is 10 bucks a month, which will include the pay-per-views, which is what the WWE Network was before. Yeah. For us in Canada, at least. I had it at $9.99 for a while, and then it went to $14.99. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, d- given that number, for them to really... um get the revenue that they would need. They would be looking at 312,000 subscribers paying $10 a month. Do you think that is feasible? I don't know. Uh, There's a yes and no to that because you know the hardcores are going to pay for the subscription service. Part-time fans, not so much. I'm just wondering if they have enough content, though. Like, I I know they have ROH's content and theirs. Right. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> but they could include heels. Oh, that's right. They right? could even throw up RJ City's uh, sh- uh, show that he does on YouTube. Yep, 100% they could. They could even get a hold of Turnbuckle Studios, and we could do yep. some content for them as well. I mean, WWE contacted Conrad. Why can't they contact us? Why can't AEW contact us? I'm pretty sure AEW can and should. Oh, yeah. So, but no, uh, at $10 a month, would you buy a subscription? I think I would just because I already have a hard time accessing uh, NXT pay per views or AEW pay per views. AEW pay per views. So. This would be very easy for me to get to them, to get them. Right. I'm just wondering on what devices they would be on. Would they be on video game consoles? I know they'll be on computers. Will they be on phones? And when is this service coming out? That's the question I'm wondering, too. A whole world of unknowns when it comes to that as of right now. Stay tuned, though. As we find out more, we will be letting each and every one of you know. And uh, places that you can find all of that would be at my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash K-A-R-L-K-A-R-U-F-E. L. Follow those socials over there to stay on top of everything Turnbuckle Talk and Turnbuckle Studios. Or you could always watch what Chris Best is putting out there as well on his socials. YouTube at ChrisDamage83, Twitch at CBRS underscore entertainment, Threads at CBestFilms83, and Facebook at Chris.Best83. That's where you could follow Chris. Make sure you are, because oh, yeah. I know on the I've already threads, started putting stuff there. So exactly on threads and on Facebook, 
He is going to be posting a lot of different content when it comes to not just Turnbuckle Studios and this program, Turnbuckle Talk, but also for our local establishment. Go back and take a look at the beginning of the video. You guys will be able to see the ticker that was flowing for our local establishment. And if you're looking for some news by... Uh, for fans, by real fans, check out our friends at realwrestling.net. News and views by real fans. That includes us here with Turnbuckle Talk because we are partnered with them. Turnbuckle Talk is international as we are with realwrestling.net, a UK-based website and entity. Chris, before we leave, do you have anything else to add to this program here tonight? Um, no, other than I'm a little more excited now for this AEW streaming service because, like, <laughs> in the back of my head, as I said, it was re it's really hard for me to fork out the $60, $70 for a pay-per-view. So right. maybe the $10 subscription might not be a bad idea. I think it wouldn't be a bad idea either. That is Chris Best. I am Carl Carafel. You guys have been absolutely amazing. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, give us a thumbs up, do all of those little things that you can do for free to help out this channel. If you are liking what you're seeing, share it with your friends. We would greatly appreciate it. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>